rather snappy, won't you? I have some very heavy thinking to do before 10 o'clock. I've hit start, so here we go. <laughs> All right, so let's just dive into it. What is a managed services provider? What are they actually? What are they defined as? And what should they be? So today on the podcast, did we officially come up with a name yet? Where are we at with that? Yes. What is, what is our official <laughs> name? I, I'm dying to know. For the episode or for the podcast? The podcast. It's Think Space IT. Oh, okay. So welcome <laughs> to Think Space IT, your, your random information source for all things small and medium business and even micro business. So as Jess was saying, today we're going to talk about what is an MSP? The reason we're going to talk about this is, quite honestly, we have discovered in the industries, most companies calling themselves MSPs, well, you know, they're not really MSPs and, and most of them are trying, but they suck. Uh, so how do you find yourself a good MSP and how do you get hooked in with them and understand the concept of how best to work with an MSP? And how best to get what you need out of the relationship, and that's going to be discussed later, is actually forming that partnership, that relationship, because it shouldn't just be, oh, they're taking care of my stuff. Uh, okay, whatever. No, there should be a genuine relationship there because basically an MSP should be an extension of your own business. If you don't have an IT department, they become your IT department. The big difference is you're not paying them payroll. You're just paying them a service fee. But that being said, our, our biggest successes with our customers and even some of our biggest failures with our customers is normally when they stop treating us as an internal resource and treat us as an, start treating us like an outside vendor, we know that the partnership is pretty much doomed to failure uh, because at that point, it's just like it, it turns into, oh, hey, these people are here to sell us something. If you got an MSP and they're showing up every single day saying, hey, you need to go buy this or, hey, you need to go buy that, eh, there, may, there may not be a good fit there. The partnership should be, hey, here's your five-year plan. Here's what we need now. Here's what we're going to need in the future. And they should be able to say, hey, here's what we need to move to make sure that things are going to keep jiving the way you want. And at the same time, they should be shopping for you a bit. They should be trying to get you some kind of deal. Uh, it shouldn't always be a write a big check and we'll take care of it. It should be let's let's build this out. Uh, and honestly, you should have a point of contact with your MSP. Uh, we call them uh, VCIOs and TAMs is what we call our, our folks who are our point for uh, the small businesses and businesses that are working with us. So the VCIO and TAM, their job is basically to kind of somewhat act like an internal employee. You know, they're there to help deal with the situations, help talk with your staff and, uh, and you about how do we move forward? How do we, how do we keep everything humming? And the one thing you do need to understand is, you know what, sometimes things do break. Your MSP should be there to help try to fix things as quickly as possible or have a remediation plan right out of the gate to take care of you. Um, if they don't, then that's a problem. And honestly, if you have a major down or something like that, they should be coming back with, hey, here's how we fix that. Now, I understand money is an issue. Um, and this is going to be a recurring theme with me is, you know, spend what you can comfortably spend, but then add 10% and then you'll be where you need to be. Um, so, you know, if, if you have a partnership and you feel your MSP 
it, you know, they don't have anybody showing up ever. They don't have phone call coming in just saying, Hey, how are things going? Um, that's the time you got to start going. I, I don't know if this is a partnership anymore. I think it's just somebody selling me something. And this is something that Jess and I have had a lot of arguments and conversations about over the years. Um, Not just in the office arguments, but late at night when neither of us can sleep. Yes, those arguments do happen. Yep. And normally it's uh, the conversation we always have is, okay, so such and such company is saying, hey, they're 20% cheaper than us and that kind of deal. Okay, cool. That's fine. Um, if they're cheaper and they can do it better, that makes sense. Let's let's look at, at, at migrating it. But we generally find as soon as we start digging into the details, they're an MSP in name only. They stood up and slapped an MSP on the side of their computer van and they've turned into what we call a break-fix company, which is they only show up when things are broken, uh, to, hey, I'm going to be managing stuff for you, which means they're going to put in a little application on your computer and uh, they consider that being the end of what an MSP should be. Okay, so let's take a step back first of all. Yes. Let's take a look at some, well, not too many. Uh, the definition of managed services, let's start there. According to what I'm seeing, and I'm not going to name the source because Jason's just going to laugh at me. I'll laugh at you anyway. I don't care. True. <laughs> Quote, managed services is the practice of outsourcing the responsibility for maintaining and anticipating need for a range of processes and functions, ostensibly for the purpose of improved operations and reduced budgetary expenditures through the reduction of directly employed staff. It is an alternative to the break-fix or on-demand outsourcing model where the service provider performs on-demand services and bills the customer only for the work done. That was terrible. Yeah, nothing's perfect. That was... Uh, I hope everybody's still awake. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's very technical, very concise. So I'm guessing Webster's or somebody with a, a degree writing on Wiki. <laughs> one, one or the other. And, um, and it is, in part, at least... There is some truth to it, but there's a difference between what somebody would define managed services as and what it should be, or at least what we feel in our hearts it should be. Well, yeah, it's all about us. <laughs> well, we are the one with the company. Well, no, we're the one with the microphone. That's <laughs> that's well, what it is right now. Yeah. And, and you know, no, no, no IT company is perfect. Um, every IT company, every, every MSP... Uh, should be always modifying, changing, growing, offering more. Um, the biggest example I give to uh, people that we're looking at onboarding and that kind of deal is, well, has your current company talked to you about security at all? Have they talked to you about insurance? You know, uh, all of this stuff now is getting bundled and rolled into IT because now all of a sudden everybody needs cybersecurity insurance. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that is such a gray area that there are extremes going right now. Right now, one of the extremes is, well, do you have passwords on VPNs? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good enough. That's all you need. And the other extreme is, you know, do you have multi-factor authentication? Do you have, you know... Uh, password policies that require X? Do you have uh, audits? Do you have honeypots? Do you have all this other fun stuff? Um, you know, do you have a, uh, a back-end uh, knock 
uh, who's doing your security 24 seven. Um, so we have the two extremes. Um, you need to talk to your insurance company. Uh, I'm not going to get into the weeds on this one, but you need to talk to your insurance company. And definitely if your MSP is not stepping up and saying, Hey, here's our guidelines, but we need to make sure that we're meeting, uh, your needs as well. Um, this is mostly going to affect people right out of the gate. Anybody who has any kind of HIPAA information, anybody who has PII type information, if you have credit cards and that kind of deal or any address books, if you keep address books at your company, you're going to want a little bit higher level security. Now, if you're doing internet only and all your employees do is use web apps all day, your security is going to be a lot less. Um, it's up to your MSP. It's up to that partnership to figure out the best fit for you. And usually, like I said, we find the perfect fit and then we try to add 10%. We try to add one more thing. That way we're future-proofing. Because if we keep adding that 1%, that 10% um, every year, we're gonna keep up with the industry as far as uh, security is concerned. But you know, you need to do that with your desktops. You need to do that with your servers. You need to do that with your infrastructure. Um, I always like the companies that go down and they're like, well, we don't understand. And then I go in the back and I find a 15 year old switch that everything in the company is running on. And I'm like, yeah, should have replaced this about eight years ago, you know, if not more. Um, so yeah, it, it, MSPs quite boil down to one thing, partnership. And it has to be a two way street. Um, we've had great uh, uh, partnerships where people are talking both ways. We're having conversations. We understand what each other is doing. And we've had other ones where, you know, I always love the, well, we, uh, right now we're only getting one way communication. And then I go look at my records and the one way communication is from us to them. And there's really nothing coming back. Um, at any point in time, you get a customer who says, Hey, I've been down for a week. And you say, hey, did you call anybody? Did you call the support? Did you email? Um, and the answer is no. Well, you know, we're IT people. We're not, uh, you know, reading crystal balls in the corner and that kind of deal. So you got to have that partnership. You got to have the willingness of your staff to send an email that says, hey, I can't log in. Hey, this is acting weird. Hey, my screen is flickering. Uh, you got to make your, uh, in order to make these relationships work, you have to make your team understand that the MSP is a integrated part of your company. Okay. Um, and if you don't have that, basically you have a guy selling you computers. Okay. And there's a lot of guys out there selling computers. They're doing fine. They're doing great. Okay. I get it. But a true MSP should be sitting down with you regularly saying, hey, here's what the next step is. And here's where we're at now. Here's where we want to be. Here's what it's realistically going to cost. And when the company owner goes, whoa, that's going to be too much or, oh, that's fine. Well, when they go, whoa, whoa, that's too much, you know, then we start saying, okay, well, where can we trim back? Where can we cut corners? And, you know, the hard conversation we're having with a lot of our customers right now is, Think of all of your IT just disappeared tomorrow. Where would your company be? And most companies would say we're dead in the water. Well, if that's the case, you know, you honestly should be treating that IT department as an employee. 
you should be budgeting as much as you're paying an average employee into your IT to make sure your IT just works. Uh, there's a lot of times I've got pulled in, and, and Jessa has too. Yes, many times. Um, where, you know, it's it's everything's broken, everything doesn't work. And then you go in and everything's 12 years old, everything's eight years old. And it's like, well, your problem is everything's old. And, well, it works. You know, it turns on. Yeah. Just okay. just because it turns on doesn't mean it's running at optimal performance. It doesn't mean that it's going to turn on tomorrow. It doesn't mean it's even going to make it through the day. You have to look at what you have. Okay, think about it this way. Your car, if you take your car to a, a mechanic and, you know, obviously you get the tune-up, but things happen in, in the meantime mm -hmm. and your mechanic can't read your mind. He doesn't, he or she, sorry, doesn't know when something happens if you don't tell them. It's the same way with IT. Things are not perfect. IT is not perfect. Nothing is perfect in this world. Things are going to happen. The communication has to be there. And you have to be willing to spend a little bit of money. You can't just, you know, computers aren't going to last 20 years. I'm sorry. The technology is not that good. I don't know if it'll ever be that good where they'll last 20 years. I mean, I think the computers are a lot better than they used to be. I mean, I can see, you know, five, six years ago, I'd say three years for a desktop. Now, depending on the desktop, I say three to five years. Yeah. You know, switches anymore used to be five years. I'm pushing some of those switches out to seven now because they're just reliable. Um, same with servers, you know, that kind of deal. But I'm seeing some auditing reports right now where they've got 12-year-old computers yeah, on their asset true. list. And it's working this second, but you can't guarantee anything. Yeah, I mean, if your computers are older than your car, you're probably not doing things right. <laughs> Depending on how old your car is, of course. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you go buy a, you know, 57 Chevy or something like that, I'll take that over. A, <laughs> but I sure as heck am not going to use a, uh, you know, a 75-year-old computer. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they're that old yet, are they? What? Oh, no. crap. No, close. Actually, getting close. Well, I, I suppose if you're talking the good old, you know, IBM, you know, Iowa State type. Yeah, know, the first ones out there. First computers take up a whole room and can barely do math. Um, <laughs> those are those are the good old days. That's um. <laughs> another topic for another time. Sorry, getting off track again. But anyway, so an MSP. Uh, so we kind of covered what an MSP is. MSP is a generic term that everybody throws out saying, yes, we are an MSP because they're throwing it out there because if they have the MSP tag, they can charge more. The problem is there is no legislation there are no rules. There are no magic. Hey, this is what you have to do to become an MSP. What people do to become an MSP is they go get new business cards printed. Uh, they go get a sticker for their truck. They go get a sticker for their their storefront. Um, and if you're laughing right now because you think that's completely <laughs> false, I'm sorry to break it to you. Yeah. It's completely true. Beauty salons are more regulated than IT companies. Oh, much more, much, much. You actually have to go get paperwork to be a beauty salon. All you have to do to become a MSP is you have to basically have a Facebook page and start saying, hey, I'm an MSP, come spend money with me. Well, hey, you do have to start a business, so you have to have something from the state with your, your EIN or your TIN. Actually, I don't even think you need that because uh, you can do it as just a home business. And I don't know if you need much paperwork, if any, for that. Well, you just okay. do it underneath. Okay, now we're getting way into this. 
Hello, weeds. Look, point being, there's, there's no regulation over IT companies None. or managed services providers, which is scary in and of itself. And there are steps being taken currently um, yes. by some of the people that we are in groups with. They are lobbying very hard to get that changed because there absolutely should be regulation. You shouldn't be allowed to just walk into a business and say, hey, I'm an MSP. Let's do business. Yeah. Okay. What credentials do you have? What do you do? What can you What can you provide? Yeah. How can you help me? Yep. Oh, well, no. Find somebody legit, please. Yeah. Please, please, please. Uh, and, and if you don't know of any, uh, if you need help finding legit people in your area, go ahead and, and send us a message and Jess and I will get back to you. We have groups that we're involved in that cover the whole country. Uh, and these are fantastic people. They're doing outstanding work. Um, they are not going to be the cheapest people on the block because they're actually doing the job that an MSP is supposed to do. But they're going to take care of you. And they will do a good job. They will, they will take care of you and they, they will stand up and say, hey, this is going to be a problem. We need to do this, even if it makes them unpopular. Um, and that's what you need from an, from an MSP. Too many vendors are like, oh, gosh, golly, I guess we'll, we'll suffer through somehow. If they are standing up and saying, we really got to spend this money, otherwise uh, things are going to get bad, they're, they're, they're selling you something. They're not a partner. Okay? And I'm going to drop the A word here. They need to be an advocate for your yes. business. They absolutely should be an advocate. They shouldn't be just, you know, like Jason said, they shouldn't be just trying to sell you something. And I hate the term salesperson. It's such, it has such, <laughs> oh, it's, it's bad. Well, you they, know, but salespeople have their place. I'm, I'm going to stand do. up for salespeople, even though I don't like them either. No, <laughs> I, no. that's not true. Uh, but uh, it, the salespeople have their place. That salespeople should be the ones out doing the initial meet and greet, smiling, saying, hey, do you want to? Honestly, if the salesperson doesn't, after the first or second meeting, saying, hey, let me pull in some other resources here, some technical resources. Um, if all you ever meet is a salesperson... I'd be a little wary. Yeah, I'd quite be a honestly. little leery because more than likely they're going to sell you something and leave. Um, what you need to do is you need to find a salesperson that is going to turn around and say, "Hey, let me pull in this resource. Let me pull in this guy because he's the expert on this. Let me pull in this gal because she's the expert on this," and get those partnerships uh, growing. They they're an advocate not only for their own MSP but they're an advocate for you. They wouldn't be contacting you. A good MSP wouldn't be contacting you trying to get your business if they didn't think that they couldn't help you, um, you know, because here's the deal. When your break fix, how do you how do you make your money? Think about this real long and hard. They make their money when your stuff breaks. Okay, well, to me, that's really kind of a shitty mentality because I don't want people's stuff to break. Well, no, see, I'm going to change that. They make money when they sell you something. That's when they make money. So they're always going to be selling you something, whether you need it or not. Um, I, several years ago, we had a guy that worked with us, and that was his whole thing. What could I sell you today? Um, and, yeah, people loved that. I mean, they, they, they thought he was uh, doing what was best for them. But 
honestly, his biggest push was, hey, I can get X number of dollars out of so-and-so this month, you know? Um, he'd develop a partnership if he saw a lot of long-term revenue, but the moment he thought everything was status quo, vapor, gone, done. Um, and I'm sorry I made a pop in the mic, guys. Uh, <laughs> and if you can't hear my eyes rolling, I promise you they were. Yeah. But, you know, we've, we've had the pleasure of being around long enough that we've worked with all kinds. We've worked with the ones, the people who are passionate. We've worked with people who've lost their passion. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, we need to make sure as an MSP that we're not here necessarily to sell you something. We're here to make sure things work right. Um, that's what an MSP's job is. If they're walking in every month saying, hey, you need to buy this, they're either not doing their job right or they're an MSP in name only. There should be a matter of, hey, I know you got a budget coming up. Here's X, Y, and Z. Okay, let's let's get this figured out. But you got to meet, you got to meet them halfway. You, we, you can't have the MSP build out your entire budget with no input. Because a lot of times we've had, in the past anyway, we've had people go, oh, well, we're going to add this software and that software. Gee, I hope the infrastructure can handle it because we've already signed the contracts. And then as the MSP, we have to come back and say, okay, well, you didn't tell us about this and this. So we now have to buy this and this to support it. And now all of a sudden the MSP is the bad guy, um, which stinks. Uh, It really does. And it happens a lot more than you would think. But this is the difference of, is the MSP going to be a partner or, or are they just going to be a vendor? And honestly, MSPs as a vendor, I've never seen it work right. It's not a healthy situation. Yeah. I've never seen it work right. Uh, sooner or later, something somebody gets hurt feelings-wise or it's one of those that some management made a decision and all of a sudden, oh, well, it's all the MSP's fault because they should have seen it coming. Well, if you aren't having the conversation with them, is that fair? And it's the same thing with the MSP. They shouldn't be coming back saying, oh, by the way, we need to buy five servers this year because, you know, we haven't upgraded our servers in four years. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> that's that's lack of communication. And communication is a two-way street. Yes. Don't forget that. I, I always love. And, and when you say communication is a two-way street, please understand, it is literally a two-way street. I've had that phrase thrown at me where it's like, oh, well, we, we're just not getting two-way communication and we'll go and look and it's communications really only flowing one way. And whether that's from the MSP to the customer or the customer, to the MSP, the moment that happens, life gets miserable. Okay. So yeah, it, it is what it is, but back to being an MSP, what, uh, an MSP, uh, honestly, what you need to look for, and I'm going to try to wrap this up here, uh, is, you want to find an MSP that has a deep background and are able to be more than just the shop on the corner. Okay. The fact that, you know, you know, Bob, Tim, Steve, Frank put together a computer company and uh, they're a great bunch of guys, but what do you do when half of them are out sick? You know, you need to find a MSP that, reaches out beyond their own shop even and pulls in secondary uh, resources, whether that be vendors, whether that be secondary MSPs, whether that be uh, uh, back-end knock systems, that kind of deal. 
Um, one of my favorite things that I see right now is there's a lot of companies out there saying, oh, hey, we're, 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 we're a SOC, which is a, a security specialized MSP, basically. Uh, the problem is I've seen guys say, hey, we're a SOC. Well, a SOC to me is 24-7, human monitored, always looking over your shoulder and giving people phone calls if something weird happens. That's a SOC. How are two guys in a basement calling themselves a SOC? And a lot of times their answer is, well, we have this software that sends us an email if there's a problem. That's not a SOC. That's a monitoring system. You know, that's software as a service. I mean, you could download the same software they have and the software is not what makes an MSP an MSP. A lot of times if you get companies tied up and talking about their software and all they're pushing is, hey, I have this cool software that does this, this, and this. Well, guess what? Every other MSP has that cool software too. You know, we can all go buy that software. Um, and a lot of times it is restricted to just MSPs getting that software, but we can all go buy that cool software and there's 10 different versions of that cool software. <laughs> so the trick is you're not buying software. You're buying the backend, uh, that's supporting the software. You're, you're hiring the people, you're hiring their network, you're hiring their systems, you're hiring their policies that's where the value is. The software has nothing to do with it. Uh, I mean, any company that starts going off saying, oh, we have all this great software. Great. We all have the great software. Um, now we all also have our own favorites. Uh, <laughs> yes. We, we very much have our favorites. And some that are not our favorites. And some that are not our favorites for different reasons. And, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're trying really hard. Jess and I decided... Really early. We that, decided. Okay. She decided really early <laughs> that we're going to avoid, uh, try to avoid putting down any company that we have strong feelings about or bringing up any company we really have strong feelings about. Uh, we'll recommend companies from now and then and that kind of deal. But, you know, we're not here to sell anything. We're here to help you guys get your business up and going. So the point of this podcast, yay. Now that we're finally towards the end and we can bring up what the point of the podcast is, <laughs> is find yourself a good partner. All right. Find yourself a managed service provider that has a good history, um, doesn't sell refurbished. Uh, I don't, I, in this day and age, why anybody would buy refurbished is beyond me. That's a different podcast. Please don't do it. Um, and honestly can support you properly. Um, there's a lot of moving parts nowadays to IT. And if you get the wrong partner, it's going to end up costing you thousands. So find a good partner. Find somebody who's not only going to advocate for you and say, here's what we recommend. But, you know, make sure they aren't really super hung up on a specific vendor. Make sure they aren't super hung up on, you know, only a single product line. Uh, I've seen that lately too, where we've had some vendors come out and they're like, well, all we do is, you know, all we do is this and we're going to do it really well. And we've made up our own this and we've done this and we've done that. Great. So my own question is when I see single source type stuff like that, and I see this a lot with phone systems, but when I see single source type stuff, what happens if that company goes under? And you always get the argument, oh, well, we'll never, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. I've seen large companies go under and just stop selling things. You know, uh, 
or end up getting bought and then their product line gets gutted and repurposed for something else. Um, Which that happens more often than you yeah. think. So what happens, especially with the small specialty stuff, what happens if they just say, eh, we aren't going to make this anymore? You know, um, this is where your bigger chains come in. You know, this is where your, your, your HPs, Cisco's, ubiquities, uh, that kind of deal. Uh, I can't say broke, uh, brocade is ruckus now. So ruckus. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, any of those major vendors, um, you know, they're going to be around for a while. Now the people you're dealing with, the MSP you might be dealing with, they might go away. I get that. It happens. Um, nothing is forever. But most likely that product line, even if it goes away and it's large enough, even if the big product line goes away, there's still going to be support. There's still going to be user groups out there using it. There's, you're still going to get your life out of it before you have to switch brands. So I highly recommend, you know, be very leery of any company that comes to you saying, hey, we just invented this and it's totally proprietary. It doesn't work with anybody else. But man, it's really slick how it works with our own stuff. Well, that's all well and good. Yeah. <laughs> but about that. <laughs> so try and find com- companies that integrate uh, across the board. There's some companies that don't. Um, there's a couple companies that even I recommend that really don't cross integrate super well. And you know, without going third party, sometimes it's hard to get fancy things. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw ubiquity out there. Ubiquity is a massive, great, small business, micro business solution. But if you really want to get the most out of it, you have to stay everything ubiquity. Okay. Uh, unify. They do a really, really good job, but there is a point where ubiquity hits a limit, you know, where it's not necessarily the best fit anymore. You know, there are certain things that their product line doesn't do and probably will never do. So you got to find a partner who's going to say, yeah, you know, I understand ubiquity is, is very inexpensive. It works well. It integrates with X, Y, and Z, but you're a little too big. We need to look at HP or Ruckus or, um, I'm sorry, Aruba or Ruckus. I've been around so long. I'm, if I throw the wrong name out, I'm not doing it on purpose, <laughs> but Aruba, Ruckus, whoever, and use their system. It's going to cost way more, but it'll meet your needs. Now, at the same time, no micro business needs a $10,000 switch. No, no, no. <laughs> I, or at least I have come across no really small businesses that need a $10,000 switch. Honestly, if you're five people in a, in a small workspace and that kind of deal, if Unify doesn't do it, I'll be surprised. You know, you can do 10 gig to the desktop through Unify. Um, and if you don't know how, drop me a message. But anyway, in the weeds, bye. So there we go. MSP, find a partner, find a partner, find a partner. Um, find an advocate, one who has the tools, the services, the solutions, and the people. And here's a quick little tip for you. If you're worried about outsourcing, take a breath, talk with somebody, vet a couple different companies at least. Yes. Because it's not just about finding somebody who knows their stuff. You want to find that culture fit. Yes. It's not something that a lot of people are talking about right now, but it's something I really want you to think about. You have a culture within your company. You have your employees, your colleagues, your team. How well do they work together? You need that with your MSP as well. Yep. 
you need to find that culture fit, that solution fit. And if you find the right MSP, you're going to be sleeping so much better at night. Yes. And make sure you hire somebody who's willing to say, this is a bad idea. Um, try not to find a company that's just going to say yes to whatever you want. Because they'll say yes to everything you want. They'll put it in. But their purpose is to sell you something, not not to be your advocate. Think of it like a marriage. Do you really want to be married to somebody who agrees with you 24-7? And if you're saying yes. <laughs> yes. No, sorry. <laughs> oh, honey, no. They should be willing to say no and to defend their reasoning. Because again, you're hiring an expert who knows IT. You don't know IT. Leave it to them, but have them educate you. That's that's another aspect that is absolutely crucial. Have them educate you on what they're doing and why they're doing it. Okay. Well, that's it for today, folks. Um, thank you for your time. We're still figuring out our pattern here. We're still kind of working through it. Jess is getting less afraid of the microphone, which is exciting. And so hopefully we'll be talking to you all very soon and uh, we'll get more and more streamlined and, and poignant, but we got to cover the big topics first. Once we cover the big topics, then we really start drilling down and uh, helping you guys secure your infrastructure a little better. So until next time, I'm Jason. I'm Jessa. And I guess we'll talk to you soon. Bye. If you like what you heard in this podcast or heck, even if you didn't check out our other episodes on virtually any streaming podcast service, you can also get social with us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And most importantly, check out our website at thinkspaceit.com.